episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering... Ginger Snaps, which came out in 2000 and was requested by Board Now or Keith. Thank you so much, Keith, for the request and appreciate your patience since you mentioned it all the way back in July. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> yep. But anyway, we have had a lot of requests. We've had together. a lot of requests. We are keeping yes. busy. Yes, we are. And we appreciate it. Yes, it's been fun. That's yes. why we've started having people vote yes. on some upcoming <laughs> months. We're like, please. There's so many requests. We're like, here, here's a list. Which one do y'all want? <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want first? <laughs> but anyways, but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So I'm doing a repeat. I'm drinking the Plum Deluxe Garden Grove Green Tea. It's got green tea, jasmine flowers, rose petals, dried cherries, and vanilla essence. And I do want to just make mention that the affiliate link, if you're sick of us talking about the Garden Grove, if you still click on the link for this tea, you can still navigate to Any other, other parts tea on their site. And it will still help support the, the podcast because yes. it puts a little, a little cookie in your browser. <laughs> so I am also doing a repeat and drinking the Mystic Dragon Green Tea by the Spice and Tea Exchange in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And it has Sencha and Dragonwell Green Tea, Cornflower Petal, uh, Strawberry, and Rhubarb Flavor. So yeah. nice and smooth green tea with lots of floral and sweet. Yes. And it's, it's very nice. Yes. <laughs> but as always, thank you so much to Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary, once again, credit to IMDb. We will one day be creative enough to come up with our own summaries yeah one day <laughs> we have a lot to record today we weren't going to bother with it <laughs> yeah. but two death obsessed sisters outcast in their suburban neighborhood must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf yeah i just say it's like sometimes it kind of like bitten by a deadly werewolf yeah I mean, I guess I mean deadly because they were, it was killing dogs. I mean, it's obviously a dangerous animal. It's dangerous. But. But I, they could have just put werewolf. Yeah. See, this is why I try and <laughs> reword what IMDb says. Because sometimes <laughs> the summaries you're like, like mm, mm, I have questions. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> off to entertainment. I'll be honest and say I have no, it's like I've heard of this movie a lot, but I never actually sat down and watched it. And I really enjoyed this movie. Like this is going to be one on my shelf that I will come back to and watch again. So for entertainment, I would give this a 7.5. For someone who is either not super familiar with 
horror movies or or maybe just need a refresher you know the whole point of horror movies is that takes an element that we're like slightly concerned worried or scared of and just twists it in a way to like exaggerate it so in this scenario you know it's teenagers going through puberty and it's no coincidence that you know, Ginger gang her period right before she gets bitten, like that was done on purpose. Like the whole like changing of your body, you know, changing of personality in some way. I mean, not to that extreme, but it's like, you know, going through. It's a lot to go through. Yeah, a lot of changing hormones and stuff. It, it changes a person a mm-hmm. little bit. And so I thought it was a great way to convey the horror elements of a woman or a teenager finally like getting their period and um, going through these changes. Like it is, it's terrifying. It can be for sure. I mean, obviously some people have it more rough than others, Yeah, but it's like your body is changing. You don't know what's going to look like at the end. You just have to, you literally just have to be like, well, I'm just going to take it day by day. You kind of have to. Your body's flooded with hormones yeah. that you're not used to. So your emotions are all over the place. Your body's doing weird stuff. Yeah. And it's like a lot of like self-esteem issues can yes. pop up because you're like, you know, I don't like my body. and Which sometimes are even present before then. Yeah. And then it gets worse. It just gets compounded. Yeah. And then you have... Other, you know, girls that are, you know, judgmental Mm -hmm. and because they're going through their own stuff and they just have to shed their stress on you. And but anyways, it's like I thought like puberty's no joke. Yeah, for 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 everyone involved. Yes. Puberty is no joke. They do a good job of showing how certain relationships change, too. Yeah, like. Honestly, whenever I watched this movie, since they were very heavily emphasizing like the period aspect uh, or the PMS aspect, I was kind of watching it more from a coming to age type of movie. And yeah, the relationships changing, her being more interested in boys, uh, changing her clothes, all of that, a lot of shaving. (laughs) A lot of shaving. (laughs) Anyways, I just, I thought that was so clever and it was so refreshing. It's nice when there's horror movies like this that make the horror element a little bit more obvious on what it's supposed to represent. And honestly, I I should have read up on the origins of uh, werewolves, but it makes perfect sense to have it be a werewolf because it's something that happens once a month. It happens closer to the full moon, which, you know, PMS, it doesn't, you know, it's not like that. That has nothing to do with it. The phases yeah. of the moon have absolutely nothing to do with a woman's period. Yeah, but... Just so you guys know. Yeah, but <laughs> it, I guess I'm trying to say it because it's obviously a cyclical thing that happens every month. It makes perfect sense. It's easy to parallel to line it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was very clever. And with the dynamics of the relationships and stuff like that, I love the idea behind this movie. I thought that they did a really good job. The effects, I mean, even for the time, they I did. feel like weren't that 
I feel great. like they had a fairly low budget, so they probably did the best they could with what they had. It wasn't great. <laughs> like, honestly, it wasn't great. I was hoping that they were going to keep more to the trend where uh, whenever I forgot his name, but whenever the guy picks up the, the developed photograph and you just see like a partial face of the werewolf. I thought that was a great idea because I was like, it did make it look kind of creepy as hoping that they would stick with that. But of course, as typical, a lot of horror movies are like, oh, we'll just show you completely the monster at the very end. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they at least waited until the end. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it definitely did ruin Oh yeah, the the experience a little bit, at least for for me personally. Um, I think it would have been really cool if, I mean, they they definitely did have with the Bridget trying to figure out what was going on. She really seemed to jump very quickly to the fact that oh, my sister is becoming a werewolf. But I think it would have been really fun for them to press more on like the mystery aspect on like oh well is it pms is my did my sister like actually get bitten by a werewolf i feel like it would have been kind of is fun to yeah to <laughs> play around with that a little bit more but honestly i really don't have that many complaints about the movie um it definitely i mean it, it came out in 2000 so it still has that like strong 90s grunge oh yeah type of feel and For if sure. you're not into like grunge high school type of movies definitely maybe not the movie for you but it um, doesn't 90s or 2000s near as hard as carry to the rage yeah no it's like you can i and i think it's because they lean more on the relationships yeah. themselves like they really do a great job in developing the characters mm -hmm. um before and during the situation um, but yeah, I, I have very few complaints about this movie. Uh, there are a few things that I think would have improved the movie, but I can see, I can see why so many people are talking about it. Yeah. So. I personally give it a six. It was all right. Um, and I do like the coming of age aspect of it mm -hmm. and the transitions that they show there and the. Um, how the relationships change, but I also count off quite a bit for all of the dog death, of which there were at least five. I started keeping a tally. It was pretty gruesome, too. I started keeping a tally. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that was not okay. Um, the effects and the props were not great. <laughs> they, they weren't very good. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate certain aspects of it. And the story itself is is interesting and engaging. Um, I do like that as soon as they, they start the movie, they show the, the town name of Bailey Downs. And this was the first time we had seen this movie. So I recognized it from A Christmas Horror Story. And it wasn't a coincidence. I looked it up. The creators of this movie were also the creators of A Christmas Horror Story. And it was also referenced in Orphan Black, a TV series. Oh. That they worked on. So. Very cool. Yes. See, like, and honestly, so they all connect. I didn't even remember the, the 
name of the town from a Christmas horror story, but you telling me that, that makes it so cool that they will, like, I remember it because I remember William Shatner being the radio DJ and going, Bailey Downs. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And he said it a few times, so Mm -hmm. I remember it with his voice in my head. Whenever I see Bailey Downs now, I just hear his voice in my head saying it. (laughs) So it was cool to see that that little connection there, just that little reference. Um, and I can definitely see some similarities between this movie and A Christmas Horror Story. It has a lot of the same vibes, honestly. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. But there's some other things in a sp- Especially the consistencies and other aspects of realism that just kind of keeps taking me out of the storytelling, mm-hmm. which would otherwise be fairly engaging, bad effects or not. <laughs> so it got knocked down a little bit. Um, I wish that they had developed the relationship with the dad a little bit more because he was always so quiet in the movie, and I know that happens sometimes, like one parent is super vocal and the other is just more of an introvert and kind of just hangs back Especially and lets things unfold. when it talks about, like, with the mother specifically talking about, mm-hmm. like, the girls going into womanhood or whatever, yeah. it's like, I can see it the can dad be being like, oh. But he also, because he's so quiet, he's observing everything. And though some of the points he makes to the mom are seem kind of harsh, they're also right on the mark. So I wish that he had engaged a little bit more in the story. Um, because he was so observant and everything, I feel like he could have probably even figured out some of what of what all was going on with the daughters and tried to help in any way he could. Because he seemed like kind of the strong, silent type. So I feel like they, the girls were, they had basically put the mom in the the enemy position. (laughs) They had kind of cast her as more of a villain and they were going through their rebellious things and all. And there's always some kind of tension with kids and their parents at some point. Yeah. It very much felt it's like they were normal. going through this situation mm-hmm. alone. Yes. Because they... It's like one of those things where it's like they socially isolated themselves, but then they also are going through a situation that they didn't feel like they could be understood yeah and and because they had already cast the mom in the villain type role they didn't want to go to her with anything and they only really talked to her when they were trying to cover something else up generally um but the dad at least you would think they would ask some questions here and there or he would make just small comments or observations that would help open up conversation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that part fell a little bit short and I wish we could have seen a little bit more from the dad, but otherwise it was, it was a decent story. It's not going to be my go-to. Um, I also did appreciate the two girls 
I'm a nerd for saying this. They were both in Supernatural at different points. One of them, Bridget, was in there quite a bit. So that was kind of fun, too, to see that this wasn't the only thing that they were in and they did go further. And it wasn't necessarily in movies, but they reprised certain roles. So, and they were good enough to keep coming back. Yeah. That's what I got for the entertainment. Cool. Um, so... Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and it's like... I had given it a four, but now I'm kind of, like, questioning. Because it's like... I think the reason why I had given it a four is... Once I connected that, like... I mean, they make it pretty obvious, but once... I figured out, oh, they're making the werewolf thing kind of like going through PMS. I was like, oh, you're getting like, you know, a lot of lot more hair. And it's like, it's like all of that aspect and the change in relationships and stuff, all of that's pretty realistic. But it is really one thing that absolutely did not make sense is the fact that they made the werewolf hairless, but they literally show her growing hair everywhere out of her body. It's like, and constantly shaving. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me. And honestly, I feel like if they had added hair to their werewolf, it would have, made it a little bit more appealing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just kind of like, it's it's like looking at a uh, hairless mole rat or a hairless cat. It's just like, you look at it and you're like, I know that's an animal, but it's not pleasant to look at. But This doesn't look quite right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, but the way that they like did the shape of the snout and stuff, I don't know. It's just the Yeah, sh- the bone structure didn't look right. Yeah. But, but it's like, it just doesn't make any sense to show her growing hair, white hair. Like, they were very specific. But then, like, have her transform and it's like, where did all of this hair go? Yeah. Um, I do kind of like the the way that the um, oh werewolf in London, I think it's werewolf in London. I don't know. It's like one of the original like werewolf movies, but it's like you actually see him shedding his skin and becoming the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And it's like at first it kind of looked like that's what they were going for, but then I was kind of disappointed in seeing oh no they're like actually configuring her her face to slowly like become it's like the way that like popped up the the fur was popping out of her skin and stuff like that it did look like oh they're gonna have her skin like fall off Mm -hmm. and then she becomes but so um but yeah and then um I guess another realistic aspect, I know you, Kyle, were maybe in confliction with this, but the fact that she became way more... She had a glow up. Yeah, she had a glow up, but then the the guy that got bit, he became a lot more aggressive. And gross looking. Yeah, and I feel like that does actually kind of correlate with puberty, can because puberty hits everyone differently. 
but it just seemed like such a drastic change in it the happened, opposite direction. It happened very quickly. But it's like, because, um, you know, men, since they do have a lot more testosterone, I can, I mean, I I didn't have brothers, so I don't know this 100%. But at least to me, it makes sense that it's like with puberty, a, a man has more potential of becoming like aggressive and stuff because yeah, they have that, that extra. That wasn't the part that bugged me. It was visually how they showed him going through his transformation. It just seemed like such a 180 from the way she was going through the transition. Well, but but that's... But thinking of it, like, from the werewolf perspective, yes, I can totally see that lineup. But from the puberty perspective, the, yes. I feel like that lines up. Yes, from the puberty perspective, for sure. But if they're trying to make it more like werewolf related then it didn't make that much sense yeah but well that's why i'm saying realistic wise the reason why i'm explaining why yeah. i gave mm -hmm. it the score that i did it was from the perspective of the werewolf equal pms yeah. mm -hmm. versus or puberty, puberty versus werewolf equal werewolf yeah um but uh but I, I did find it interesting that they gave the the mom d a different dynamic towards the end when she thought that her daughters had murdered somebody or or murdered the dog. I forgot who what she thought that they'd done. But they they um, she found the or the dad found two fingers. She said it was from one of their projects, but she realized no, it was from an actual body of one of their classmates, the missing girl. So she thought they had murdered her and buried the body body in the shed. So Out back. So while I can't see necessarily the majority of parents being like, oh, we're going to help you cover up a murder, um, I did find it realistic the the dynamics of like Mama Bear trying to like protect I could see her that. kids and not with everyone. But I could, I could see that. Yeah, but um, and she was, she and the dad were clearly having issues. So when she was saying like leaving him behind, I could see that too. Yeah, crappy as that would be. Yeah, but um, yeah, that is it, it. It's a very difficult one to rate for realism because it's like you do have the two sides of the movie, mm -hmm. where it's like. Are you trying, should we compare it to what it's supposed to represent? Or are we going to compare it to like literal, actual, like werewolf lore and things? Like, I think it would have been cool if they like gave a little bit more information about werewolf lore, at least mm -hmm. so that way they could flesh out the, what they were going off of in that particular universe. Yeah, because there's so many different pieces of lore Regarding lycanthropes, it, there's so much, and a lot of it conflicts. So yeah, but really the the only other thing that I was like, mm, like the the guy like Ginger trying to have sex with the the older guy. Um, luckily, I, I felt like that was realistic for him to like try and decline mm -hmm. her, and then kind of you know kind of get more aggressive in his nose mm -hmm. and um 
And then, but the only thing that I was like, I don't know if I agree with that making sense is Bridget going to him to be like, oh, have you ever heard of a, a werewolf? And so, like, there wasn't really much context to show that he would even be much involved in that type of stuff. No. Um, I can see her talking to him because he hid it with his vehicle. So he saw it. And he found her picture, so he knew that she had seen it too. So I can understand talking about it and then her finding out, oh, he's into this other stuff, so maybe we can figure it out together. Yeah, but it's like she was very upfront at first. Yeah, it was, it was a big jump. But it could have been like a socially awkward thing. It could have like, been. It was unclear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I got for realism. I give it a three. A little bit lower. Okay, not too bad. Um... The effects were awful. Um, yeah. They, I feel like they could have found a better balance between the werewolf first puberty thing instead of such an extreme, especially on the guy. Um, they didn't show much of the changes for the girl. <laughs> Granted, a lot of it is more physiological. But there are some other things that girls go through as well that are physical. So for her to have a big glow up and all, that's not entirely accurate. It does happen for some, but not really for all. I do kind of find it funny, though, that her glow up was her going from baggy clothes to more tight fitting clothes yeah. and then doing her hair. Like, yeah. it's so funny when movies are like, oh, we're going to make our actors look more more pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Just like and they just put thing. slight effort into their appearance. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, also, when they were playing, I think it was lacrosse, but I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure it was lacrosse, though. Whatever th the girls were playing on the field. Um, yeah. They were there long enough to need a line change, but no one noticed the dog corpse on the field. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, as soon as you walk onto the field, I feel like at least one person would have noticed. Yeah. If no one else, the coach would have noticed. <laughs> but they were playing for a little while because there were the two main characters and a few other girls were on the sidelines talking and just kind of hanging out and chilling. So, for them to need a line change in their practice, they've been there for a little while. And nobody noticed the dead dog on the field until someone fell into it. Like, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. None. So, no. <laughs> um, in one of the scenes when Ginger is shaving, they show a dew claw. On her ankle. Yeah. There's a couple things wrong with that. One, it's on the wrong side <laughs> of the ankle. And two, dew claws are on the front paws, not the back. Going off of the dogs that I've had all my life. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, that's not the... The serum that they make... Oh, Yeah. I'm just going to call it a big fat nope. <laughs> All round. 
<laughs> I'm calling bull on the whole thing it's there. Like, Let's inject you directly with tea. <laughs> yeah, that they've created with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. So none of that makes sense. And even if it did, which it doesn't, um, the syringe dose changes from scene to scene every time. And the color changes all the time. Yeah. So. They need to get a little bit more consistent <laughs> with their extraction methods. Yeah. So they weren't very good about consistency with that in the movie or the set. So that's, that's a props department thing. So they kind of dropped the ball a little there. Yeah, and it's interesting because most often movies, they'll, like, take photographs of, like, sets and props. and Just so or, they can try to get it as close as possible. Or positions of people, like, if they have to cut off a scene and then, mm -hmm. like, film it later. So that way they can get it as exact as possible whenever they have to go back and film. Mm -hmm. So they obviously either didn't do that or didn't care. Yeah. Or didn't have the time or budget to do so. It happens. It does. But this happened a lot <laughs> in the movie, so yeah. Plus, I, I, yeah, I'd be very concerned about the the safety. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure those needles were not sterile. And wasn't there one point where she stabbed? Multiple people with the... She stabbed, like... Like, reuse the needle? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sanitary at all. And then the fact that, like... I can understand not having the needle covered when you're about to use it, but the fact that they're, like, carrying it around yep. is like, this is fine! This is fine! <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it coming into contact with anything and everything nearby is perfectly fine to then jab into someone's body. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> like, I can understand the time sensitivity where it's like, oh, we'll worry about infections later. But it's like, if you're not careful at all, you can end up giving them a deadly enough infection that yep. it won't be able to be treated. At we least, have a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. At least attempt to yeah. be sterile about it. Yeah. But. But that's ginger snaps. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I, I think... It's worth a watch, but yeah, like it I think it might it's, not be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, like it, it's more. I guess you could consider this more of like a feminist, like subgenre type of. I mean, Sorta, not not I like not necessarily like girl power, but more like a female focused. Yeah. Horror movie, which which there's not like too many of there's those. There's a few. But, um... It's not, like, destroy the patriarchy kind of thing, like... No. The most recent Black Christmas was. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not obnoxious. <laughs> Thank goodness. It was, it's more <laughs> subtle, like... Yeah, that was just painful. <laughs> <laughs> we will never forget that one. Oh, my God. No matter how many years it's been. It made a strong impression for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us today, and please comment on what you thought of the movie. 
If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and most places you listen to podcasts. And uh, if you would like to give a movie suggestion uh, or vote, potentially vote at a later time on a movie or uh, keep up to date with our news or just find a horror community for, you know, movies, TV shows and video games. We have a discord, which we will also link. Yes. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have a Teespring and a PayPal, or we have our affiliate link with Plung Deluxe available. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just allows us to continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below, including Discord. <laughs> and until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spooky. Bye! Bye.